All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Walking with Sharia. I have another special guest who is like a collaborating guest. <laughs> she, she has uh, consistently came through, which is part of why when you hear me walking with Sharia, it's usually she's there with me. <laughs> In the even background. If, even if she's not saying it out loud, I'm <laughs> grateful to have Michelle Bogan with us as always. But today we're going to talk a little bit about... I, I want to frame it sisterhood. Maybe that's... I like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe just kind of from sisterhood slash friendships slash relationships and growth. And so we'll start talking about verses. <laughs> thank you, Sharia. Thank you for having me and letting me share this talk with you. Um, thank you for motivating me and getting my butt out here to work because Lord knows I, I need that. Yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate that. But uh, we were just talking like, okay, well, what's the talk? What we feel like? And last night was an epic night yes, it for was. music, for the culture, for women, <clears throat> um, Black women with Monica and Brandy battling each other on verses yes. last night. And I imagine that a lot of folks have seen that. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about. Uh, but I just, first of all, I'm team Monica. let me just be real clear about that and it's just funny because I remember back in the day when they were out me and my roommate was would be competitive about who was who who was the best and she swore it was Brandy and I swore it was Monica so you know I was excited to see this last night um but you know at the end of the day I love Brandy too yeah (laughs) I love Brandy too I do um she's awesome and uh, um, regardless to what, we just want to see both of them continue to win. Yes, yes, yes. Well, that'd be nice. So I, uh, <laughs> I went in strong team Monica, right? <laughs> just because I feel like Monica just vocally is such a, a different beast. Like when you think about her being 12 years old, coming out, oh, singing those Lord. songs. Yes. And singing them so precisely vocally I was like yeah team Monica team Monica I left out of there like damn Brandy had a whole lot of hits I was <laughs> we slept on Brandy <laughs> and I will say I always gave her her due process but I just thought vocally Monica was such in such a different lane mm-hmm. and then I also felt like consistently over the years Monica was dropping things and we learned last night that one of the reasons she was dropping things is that she had a different relationship with her record label. And I think uh, dropping things, Monica or Brandy? Right. I mean, Monica. I said Monica kept dropping albums. Got gotcha. you. Like over the last couple of years. Yeah, but, yeah. But with Brandy, we learned last night that she wasn't able to do that. And so I want to talk about like not knowing the behind the scenes for you, mm-hmm. for other sisters and what they might be dealing with might be even impacting how you see them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they can't always communicate it to you. That is so, so deep and so real. I think we can all relate to that on some level, you Mm -hmm. know, but uh, Brandy made a point of making people, making sure we heard that, you know, that she wasn't able to do any music. Um, And, you know, I thought to myself, how must that feel to her, Mm -hmm. you know? that because yeah. she came out when she was very young as well i mean and brandy exactly. was 
she was it. She was everything when she was out. Mm-hmm. And for her to not be able to make music and be in the game and not even seem as relevant. And like at one point, I don't even know if there was a, a generation that might have even missed Brandy as a singer. <laughs> like she was I, gone for so long. <laughs> I do think so. I think there was a generation that was missed because like after Full Moon, she had like trickles of songs. Mm-hmm. But there was never like how Monica came out with that album with Missy, mm-hmm. where it was like she came back and it was like you winning, and no <laughs> bust those windows, girl, like because we all been there, right? So it's like what she did was it made you automatically assume other things about where Brandy was, mm-hmm. and I think that's part of the struggle of being able to really see our individual journeys. That's just that. Uh, so, so like when we think about Brandy saying that she wasn't able to do her art, mm-hmm. could you imagine all the emotional like turmoil that she was feeling and how it felt like somebody was taking her identity? And I'm gonna walk up a little bit because I think we're uh, echoing. Okay. So, yeah, that's a little better. But um, when I think about even just that, how often do we look at other people and say? Well, if they get their stuff together or if so-and-so was doing more, she'd be in a better place. And we really don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's a really good point. And um, I think even just thinking about, and I, you know, I wanted to acknowledge him today, uh, Chadwick Bowman, like yes. even just thinking about going through a fight like cancer and such an isolated or should, let me say, let's change that different because I'm not, he had family and I'm sure he had loved ones who knew, but in such a private way, mm-hmm. but people making so many jabs at him over the time, because I could remember people asking what's wrong with him, like saying kind of stuff about him mm-hmm. and like tweets and all that other stuff when you didn't know what he was dealing with, but you had everything in your power to assume mm-hmm. what he was dealing with. I mean, it, you know, and, and I think part of the age of social media is that people have such this, have such an authority on their opinion being the one that matters <laughs> that they forget that just like themselves, everyone may be going through some things that are private and are beyond your, are beyond your um, access to, right? And so for me, I think when it came down to hearing Brandy say that, I had to think to myself, was I team Monica because she was present at some point, even longer, right? Where it was like, yes, I liked her music, but I also liked Brandy music when I walked away listening to it yesterday. Mm-hmm. But I was able to hear myself actually say, hmm, maybe it was because she was consistent and I was able to see her that I mm-hmm. felt like at the end of the day, she was going to win today. Okay. Okay. Well, Sharia, you touched on a lot of stuff, right? I'm so, sorry. Like, no, don't apologize. Let me just see if I can recall, because you said some stuff that I wanted to touch on, and one was how must it have felt for Brandy, good morning, mm-hmm. um, to not be able to do what she's her to live in her purpose. Yeah. Okay. Now, what I saw, and I can totally relate to about that, is that. Uh, I like how you talked about um, people don't know what's going on and people don't, it ain't your business. So you're not going to know, but we all feel entitled to have an opinion. That's yes, what this, yes. this, that's the climate we're in. That's the culture we're in. Everything information is readily available. 
-hmm. And that's one of the things that I really, really appreciated. And I felt like it put the period on Chad's transition. The fact that he was able to keep it private was so profound to me. Like that said so much. He didn't feel the need to explain shit when he got on camera. Talk about being a grown man. Woo! He got on camera and everybody was wondering what was wrong with him. You know, everybody. Some folks rationalize. Uh Oh, he's an actor. Maybe he's, you know, playing a part. Some folks made all kind of assumptions. Mm -hmm. And this man was literally dying. And he kept it to himself. So being able to live in your purpose, you don't have to explain anything to anyone. Uh, Amen. Amen. Okay. Like he really put a staple on that for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Besides the fact that he, the characters that he chose to play while he was here and the things that the stories that you hear about him, you can just see that connectedness that he was really in line with his his purpose. Mm-hmm. So um, he's impacted us so much alive and, tra- you know, transitioned on. Um, mm-hmm. And I appreciate you bringing him up. We're going back to Brandy not being able to work in her purpose, what she was able to do was act. Yes. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So although that wasn't a That's not singing, which is what she started with and what we know her for. She was still able to fulfill that Mm -hmm. creative, artistic aspect of her energy. And that's probably what sustained her, I would imagine, along with whatever other supports, you know, she has. And I just say, I just say that because, you know, for me personally, I, I feel like I was born um, knowing that I wanted to do counseling, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted always intrigued with how the mind works, people's behavior, why they do what they do, how they do what they do, how people respond. Like as a child, without even having a full understanding, it was just in my gut to to understand people mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. help them, not just understand, but help, right? And throughout my life, right? So I went to school, studied psychology and undergraduate, but with undergraduate in psychology, you can't be nobody's therapist. Yeah, yeah, no. Can only go so far. Can only go so far. And while I was focused on going to grad school, I didn't get back to grad school for 20 years, Mm -hmm. right? It took me 20 years to get back. And that was because there was things going on in my life, like being married being a mother, work, earning money so that I could provide for myself and my family. And what I was able, the reason I just kind of parallel that is because um, I worked in the field. I've never worked in any other field, but I'm now getting into being able um, to do therapy. Mm -hmm. And I, I almost feel like that, that those things taught me, they helped me build a foundation, they helped me build some experience and expertise um, to support being a therapist. But I feel Amen. like I, I'm almost like alive now. <laughs> oh, wow! No, but that, but that becomes part of a purpose not dying, mm. right? Just because we haven't realized what we want for ourselves or realized our purpose. It does not mean that it is not a, 
we're not capable of doing it at any time. Now, there may always be different forms of obstacles, different forms of emotional and psychological boundaries that prevent us from doing it at the pace that we may have wanted to, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that it can't be done. And I think uh, when I heard you saying that, I'm like, I really, we really need to do a show on purpose one day because I know we're not <laughs> going to stick here. But mm-hmm. really when it comes down to it, I think many people don't listen to that inner child because that inner child was not nurtured, loved, and cared for. And so we carry the weight of those traumas into our adulthood and kind of rationalize our success by what we put out for others versus looking at our success and purpose around how we service others. Right, Mm -hmm. And that becomes something a little bit different than just how people see us, but what we're willing to do to connect our goals to others or our purpose to others in in a way that I think connects us as humans. And I think that's much more difficult to do when that inner child was hurt or harmed. And and I say this lightly because I think we think that means you had to be harmed only as a child. But I also mean that in our adolescence, in our adulthood, with relationships, there's many times when we harm ourselves or we allow relationships and friendships and things and and intimate relationships to harm us in a way that impacts even our journey when it comes to Mm -hmm. our purpose. And so Mm -hmm. I think what um, what Brandy shared was that she was still out there trying to do her creative art while somebody was saying you can't or you won't do the art that you want. Mm. And what I like about it is that she shared it with us, but she also never stopped. Never stopped. Right? She also, like when you hear those poems, I was like, she better bring us this poetry. (laughs) I was like, she don't care with none of us. She ain't care if we want to hear it or not. We're going to get all this poetry and we're going to get it good. (laughs) And so when I think about even just that, it was like, even though she was able to maintain her creativity in other ways, she never stopped longing or learning or learning how to reestablish her purpose the way she intended it. Or even the way her father intended in terms of her relationship with God. Right. And so, I think it becomes extremely important to say we can have a purpose and just because, and now I also want to say this, because I feel like just because you ain't 25, just because you're not a 30, yeah. don't mean that 48 when your dream is going to be realized. Don't mean when 50 <laughs> when your dream is going to be realized. I think people have heard this story a million times. But KFC was like 65 when he started, the colonel. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, and look at the legacy he's left behind. I mean, a whole lot of uh, negative legacy too, but whatever. <laughs> yes, but we look think at about, what he was able to do. Yeah, like his life didn't end because, or his purpose didn't end because he was getting over 30. Yeah. And I think, again, I don't want to keep blaming social media, but just <laughs> access to so much information makes us think that for some reason, our dreams or our purpose needed to be realized by the time we was 20. Yes, say that, say that. And that not only us, Sharia, but the younger generation. 
Yeah. Because then they think their failure is by 22. I'm like, yes. girl, if you don't sit down somewhere, or man, if you don't sit down somewhere. You don't want to live life. <laughs> exactly. Because what you're doing is rushing into something that you really might not be prepared for. But that's another story. Anyway. <laughs> well, listen. you See how like, verses just got us all in it? There's <laughs> so many things about that show I could, I could talk about and just their interactions as sisters yeah. and their, their, their relationship as we see it. Like, none of, I don't know her. I don't know yeah, Brandy. Don't know none of them. <laughs> but as we see it, um, it was interesting, you know, and, and you talking about the, uh, the need to have achieved by 25 or 22 or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, there's this, we're all, we're already competitive, but yeah. that has just been like amplified. Yeah, like achievement, <laughs> achievement, achievement, achievement indicates your value. And it's right. like, no, it doesn't. Right. And achievement is not success. Like, those are two different words. Achieving things and accomplishing things does not equate to success. So I'm always weary when I'm like, well, people are like, oh, I'm going back and get my doctorate. Oh, I'm going back to be a doctor. And I'm like, <laughs> but you haven't even mastered your master's level. Like, <laughs> and I'm not trying to judge you on going for a dream, but is that dream about success or is that dream about achievement? And if we think about achievement, those are just things that we can kind of stack up and put on our shelves as trophies. When we think about success, there's this internal, intrinsic connection to what you're doing that nobody can take away, even if they try to take away paperwork from you. Right. So, so do what you're doing, even if, if you're doing what you um, want to do, you would do it regardless of whether you're getting paid or not. Exactly. Now, you know me. I don't feel like any of us should not be getting paid. <laughs> Hello. And I say that because although I'm not a capitalist, I live in a capitalist society. And what that means is that in order to have access to continue to have very supportive and, and services the way I would like to see them, I need to have income. And part of that income is to be able to serve others. And so for me, even your money should be connected to your purpose. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, that's a wonderful point. That's a wonderful point. And um, so what else was going on in verses? Let's see what else we could grab. Well, I'm trying to, you said so much just now. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to go back to something you said, but I, don't, I lost it. Sorry. No, you're um, fine. I think I think I was thinking more in terms of competition because when you look at Brandy okay. and not so there's their own relationship whatever that really looks like and then there's yeah. their perceived relationship and then there's people who stir the pot right? oh my god yes so we saw it with Erica Baidu and Jill Scott mm -hmm. um, and when they did verses they talked about it in terms of they never had any problems they actually never had any problems that's what they shared. Um, but yeah. people would always like, I don't know who these people are, but you know, we all well, because are human and having a human experience and folks always yeah. talk. Well, we, always want, we always want to know who's the winner. Mm. Like, and we always want to know it in a way that has to make the issue of the person who came in second something deficient about them. And it's like... That says a lot about slave and enslavement and stuff like that, but 
let's let's focus i'm sorry <laughs> well i mean that, that was really deep and, and that definitely is a whole nother show we need to talk about that but, yeah because um, i'm like we are definitely all about the win when what we will do is bash the person who didn't come in first and i won't say in our in our eyes because i'm like i think they both won last night well and so they did right and even i know this is about monica and brandy's uh, interaction and what we saw that was historical but even with um jill and, and erica mm -hmm. you know there's room they both won there too there's exactly. room for all and that's one of the things that i know that's kind of like one of your mantras like it's enough room for all of us out here mm -hmm. and you know if we could all just be okay with that that would be a wonderful yeah. place <laughs> because i love both of their music but i do think that it's just about who you relate to yeah. right mm -hmm. so like i love monica's attitude it's so straightforward it seems very authentic and real and she seems grounded now the thing that the thing that i struggle with a little bit Mm -hmm. is you know um she was she was saying some stuff to Br so first of all let me just back up a little bit brandy's personality was hilarious last night yeah like that. you get to see something different that you it was hilarious about. yeah she was actually a little bit messy to me <laughs> okay she was she was a little messy but it was see, funny and monica it was, it was cuz it's all about well, approach messiness comes both directions but go ahead. <laughs> well, that's that's a good point. That's a very good point. But Brandy was the one who seemed to be being messy to me because she kept apologizing for things that she was saying, knowing she shouldn't be saying them. Um, but I didn't feel like it was oh, a real. Okay. I didn't feel like it was a real jab or anything at Monica. I think it was just for entertainment and her way of getting in there, if so uh -huh. to speak. Um, okay. But the thing that, so the maybe Monica's messiness is what I was getting ready to get to because, okay. you know, she kept saying stuff like, uh, okay, you just got here. Yeah. <laughs> it's been eight years. Like, keeping her in her place, keeping Brandy in her place, right? Like, keeping the, the, the guard, the rail guards on. She wasn't completely open and trusting is what it, di it didn't seem. Mm. And so, you Which know, you framed it. Yeah. So you framed it. Now, I don't know if that's being messy. I guess it depends on how we define messy, but yeah. it definitely came off as guarded and okay. not, not trusting, you know, not, not yeah. very trusting. And so you talked about sisterhood, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, and how we, you well, know, Monica's, Monica's been through very public relationships and, and, issues with her relationships yeah, um, yeah and we don't know how she treats those people but she did open up and say she was open to love yes yeah but she, at the while while being a little bit guarded with her sister there yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean that sounds familiar right uh, i know i'm the only one that heard that because that sounds very familiar for our relationships with our with our sisters and our relationship with women uh, specifically, we hold this level of lack of trust. But when our relationships with men, we have this level of forgiveness. And I think that's community also related to our experience in this country, right? I think 
many times when we think about trust and rebuilding trust, our intimate needs are, when I say intimate needs, because I think female relationships can be very intimate as well, but I think our intimate needs around partnership and companionship always trump our intimacy needs around caring for our friendships and our nurturing of those relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think we have a very toxic um, experience with women. I think we have un... Dang, damn, this is not where this was supposed to go. But uh, <laughs> I think we have a lot of unresolved issues with our own parenting as mothers as well as relationship with motherhood. And so I think it automatically impacts our sisterhood. And I think because of that, it's almost like a, a competitive nature more than it is a nurturing and growing relationship. And I think when you watched them last night, for me, I felt like her guard was so high that Brandy was having uncomfortable out, outbursts, right? Mm-hmm. Where, they, were, where mm-hmm. they came off as hilarious, but we use humor in our culture a lot to, re- yes. to resolve issues. Yes, we and do. So, I felt like Brandy was so uncomfortable with the guard that Monica had up and she had no other choice but to try to find humor in it in order to not internalize it in the moment. Because I'm sure right now <laughs> they both back there home watching it, got people giving them insight about what was said and here she go again. You know what I mean? Like all those additional baggages are happening. But in the moment, I felt like Monica's guard was up so high that it was like she was losing the even the effort to break the trust like to get I mean to to get the trust rebuilt and I just felt like whew, they both messy but man they got some good music <laughs> yeah we love the music we love the music and we love them you know yeah, it was just interesting yeah. to see their interaction because you're bringing up a really good point about how Brandy was responding to that guardedness, but Brandy also was very uh, focused. She had yes. an agenda, yes, and that was. was very clear. I mean, matter. <laughs> so, you know, it's interesting how these things play off of each other. Uh-huh. You know, here Monica is, who's, who's guarded. We'll just say she's guarded. I don't know what else all that <laughs> She was very yeah. guarded. Um, and we don't know the background stories for why, because I don't, uh, I don't assume that their relationship just happened to, to not be something that could connect. There's gotta be more, but that's their business, not mine. <laughs> well, what was interesting is people used to try to put them together back in the 90s when they first came out in Brandy's song, um, yeah. that Brandy made clear that she had to have Monica on and it was her first solo uh, single, I think she said. But uh, people used to put them together back then. That was in the 90s. And mm-hmm. apparently they stopped talking eight years ago. Exactly. <laughs> like they, they kept saying that <laughs> like so yeah something happened exactly something happened and but uh again their relationship something can happen for eight years and it really have nothing to do with being toxic like what do you mean i have, I have friends that i absolutely adore that literally time and space and life has changed our relationship but i don't have any like identify gotcha. beef with them. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's absolutely true. But but their eight years of space was behind something. Yeah, it was. <laughs> there was something behind there. <laughs> so yeah, just to see Monica's guardedness, Brandy's uncomfortableness, but Brandy clearly having 
a focus mm-hmm. and a purpose. She was yeah. focused on that that tour. She wants to collaborate with Monica. She was trying to get Monica to sing with her. That was funny. Monica wouldn't sing with her. Like it was a lot yeah. of stuff happening. And, and I felt like all of those things were like so guarded. But then when she started talking about relationships, she was like, guard down. I can't wait to be in love again. I'm like, wait, wait a second. Didn't dude just have a baby on you publicly? Like, we know this. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying that you should never want to reach out to love again, but there's some trust in how you're selecting even the men that, like, there's some internal trust that you might want to just start you know working on (laughs) but that's no judgment because I don't know the details of any of those relationships but she made a point too and I want to give her credit Monica she made a point to make sure that she said that and she's already dealt with it before she's made it public yeah I like that and I think that goes back to our point earlier about uh Chad Chadwick um Bozeman where it was like really he had a choice that he wanted to keep this private and they have a right to that like they don't owe us nothing no like, they don't they like, really don't so at the end of the day whether you're team monica or team brandy neither of them owed us an explanation of their relationship like but i do feel strongly that sometimes we need to work on our guards when it comes to our or maybe maybe it's not the guardedness we need to work on, but seeing the importance of the companionship of our sisterhoods. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I think mm-hmm. we see the importance of those other types of relationships that might be considered intimate, but an intimacy in a partnership relationship is very different than a friendship. And I think we don't equate them as the same value, which means- Definitely also- not then we ultimately don't put the same work in when it comes to forgiveness. Right. And so what would you say about motivation behind wanting to work in those relationships, right? Like people have trust issues, women, we, black women, we have trust issues, Mm -hmm. right? And if I'm trying to navigate. We have history that has resulted in trust issues. So I feel like our trust is, I want to be 100. Our trust issues are legitimate. Like, <laughs> Correct. Like, That's where I was going. Thank like, you. Like, That's exactly where I was going. I right? don't want to take this as a negative, like, oh, stop having trust issues. Oh, it ain't yeah. that simple. No. Like, yeah, no, there, it's there's, there's, it's a, it's a, um, a fact, right? Mm-hmm. It's, um, so if we are trying to navigate life, right, look, we're talking about, not, not not superstar Brandy and Monica who have resources, yeah. but, you know, us regular working folks out here who are trying to navigate life and mm-hmm. relationships and the relationship that is going to support me in terms of basic living mm-hmm. is that intimate partner relationship. Tell me what motivates what? me to work on the sisterhood relationship if it's not a good like if it if it's work to be done see those sisterhood relationships are easy when we just in the same space and we vibing oh yeah but when it's work to be done what motivates me to work on that relationship when i gotta work on this other thing that's really sustaining my life well first 
I hope that you're working on yourself first. Let's just start there. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> no, like, like, I, I want you to break that down because I think that, that I agree with you in terms of we don't work on those relationships or put them in the same priority, but help, help me understand. Why they're why? all important? Yes. Or why it's all important? Okay, so... Yes. I, <laughs> this is going to sound so basic. Like... Uh, <laughs> We outlive our husbands if we are, if we talk about heterosexual mm. relationships. The reality is that by health reasons and just the culture of this country, black men die sooner than black women, statistically. So even if I just took it from a basic, you know, you're going to be alone eventually if you only putting all your eggs in one basket. That mm -hmm. is, even if I took it from that perspective, basic, like, just need of companionship. If all of your efforts only go into love relationships that are about a heterosexual like relationship, then you you lose the you you run the risk, I should say, of putting yourself in a position of isolation. But mm -hmm. also, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be around only one person for the rest of my life. Oh my and God. Then, I told you I get bored easy. And that's not to say <laughs> that the love I have for my husband isn't about a companionship that I want for eternity. Of but course. It's, to say, it's to say that I also put, I also invest in the relationships that nurture the entire part of me and not just the intimacy companionship or sustaining my necessity relationship. Right? Okay. You said it, you said it right there. You said it when you first said, first of all, uh, we outlive our men. So you, you said we, we put ourselves in a position to be isolated. I have literally seen that. And it's, yeah. to me, it's, the, it's one of the saddest things of an existence is to be isolated. And then especially and then, in, as you're aging, when you talk about isolation, the reason why even with suicidal um, rates being higher after 65 in certain groups, a lot of that has to do with the loss of companionship. And when we think about even just that, uh, I don't want to make it that simple. Even when we just think about that need, we are actually investing in relationships that will cause us to then need more relationships later versus having the, all the relationships available as we grow. And I think the same way we invest in our growth in our marriages, our partnerships, then why not do that in our friendships? Just in a way that values that individual, but also has boundaries around the relationship. Like, yeah. now I'm not, obviously my relationship with my husband is gonna be way more intimate in terms of the amount I share, the frequency in which I share, and even what I share, right? That mm -hmm. stands down. But there's also friendships, sisterhoods, or even, because I have um, male friends as well, or male friends that, you invest in that actually know parts of you that even your they know experiences of you even before your relationship with your husband. Very, very well said and very true. And you guys have shared things together before you even met that partner. You've heard exactly. your friends, some of your friends. But I mm -hmm. think one of the I think one of the things that I would I want to kind of zone in on that you said is, you know, relationships that are nurturing to you right mm -hmm. so taking it back to monica and and brandy right <laughs> that monica if you look at what she puts out in the media 
she has some really good tight girlfriends. It seems like it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? She's got some girlfriends. She got a crew. She got a squad that she shows us, let alone we don't know what it looks like in her personal life. Yeah. So maybe Monica, Brent, she's doing this for the culture, for the music, trying to, you know, be a little bit open. Yeah. But her that relationship, <laughs> her, that relationship don't feed her. Brandy was coming to eat. Monica's yeah. full. Monica's full. Well, <laughs> Brandy and, was coming and- to eat. And maybe that's where agendas got crossed, right? So maybe even maybe even Brandy's agenda had nothing to do with friendship. Exactly. <laughs> She's an independent businesswoman now. She needs to get this money, right? She and made so, that clear, yes. And so if I just separate... And so here's another issue then. So your guard and your trust is also preventing you from making a possible investment in your future? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. a financial investment, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. your trust is like I can handle this one time thing, but could you imagine the money they could make on a tour? Apparently, Brandy could. <laughs> she was all about it. Brandy was I, all about it, and that's and a so really maybe, good point. And so maybe the agenda in that relationship will never be friendship, but right? Do that mean you only do business with your friends? Well, absolutely not. So now, I mean, I'm there, just saying. There, there it is, right? There it is. Don't cut your, like, don't, don't ever cut off any opportunities. You don't have to be friends, but you still got to be open. Now, unless that opportunity is stealing from your value and the work of impact that you want to make, then don't do it. But we ain't got to be friends to go on tour. <laughs> and so my thing is, even your guard being up. It's preventing you from even seeing opportunities of growth in other areas. So even if we didn't look at it as somehow they're going to be besties. Okay, you won't be besties. But at the end of the day, you might be able to give each person in this room more money in their legacy. More yeah. money to be able to. Right? And I guess yeah. in some sense, maybe Monica doesn't care about those things. And that's okay, too, because I don't know her reasoning. But I also feel like the guard was just so high. The guard was so high. And I ain't going to say she don't care about nothing because she did it. So, I, again, <laughs> from, from what we see is all we can take from. And she was there. She mm-hmm. just wasn't that friendly. <laughs> <laughs> she tried. She did a good job. And it was a wonderful show. And I appreciate I their yeah. unity and coming together. Because at the end of the day, you know, business is one thing but as a social worker and someone who's into the healing thing i want all of us especially our young black women to see that black women can work together and be hot and not have to compete Mm -hmm. because there's room for everybody you know and i think that part is a big part we don't have to compete for Mm -hmm. us to both be winners or successful like you don't have to compete with anyone to be able to have your lane be successful. Like, I don't know. I feel like they both won to me last night. Yeah, they both won. And I do think that even though her guard was up, I feel like Monica gave her all in terms of what she could give. And I feel like that is sometimes all we can ask of people. Yeah. Even though I recognize her guard was up, because I don't know the details as to why it was up, her just being in the room was having it down to the level that she could have it. Yeah. And sometimes, 
like when you said the whole nurturing versus even just seeing what the investment is or what the reasoning is, sometimes there really is no reason for relationships to keep having negative impact in your life, right? Sometimes relationships end and they stay over. <laughs> like, and that's not to, <laughs> and that's not that. to say they that stay over. Person, <laughs> yeah, like, and there's not to say that one person is right or wrong. It's just to say that things didn't work out in our relationship, but that doesn't mean that they're not equally good people to the people they love. Right. Because I feel like if you, like, even with Brandy's, like, what I felt was, like, nervous, like, hilariousness in terms of, like, jittery. Like, she was so nervous. She like, was so very gonna... nervous, but it was funny because she was still messy with her nervousness. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, hey, because here's the thing. If darts are, if you feel like you got beef or whatever the issue is, you come in with your guard up, but you're trying to still make it enjoyable for the audience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think her messiness did more of that than uh, Monica's because Monica at some point wasn't even singing wasn't mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like loosen up I know your outfit's kind of tight but come on loosen up <laughs> and that, the outfit was fire though like uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the outfit was fire it was I are we going another one uh I probably should look okay <laughs> I but got you... it before I got 30 minutes before my uh trainer so I'm good if you want to okay I'll do another one look okay <laughs> let me speak up okay but I think we probably can pick a bunch of subjects out of just this Brandy versus uh Monica again I went in strong team Monica I ain't gonna lie <laughs> but I came out thinking they both were victorious I didn't realize how much music of Brandy's I actually liked and I also and we're going to come back to this. We're not going to do it today because I definitely don't want to. I also wanted to talk about what you said that how, um, what's the word? Uh, you said that Monica came off as more authentic and real when she talked. And I want to talk about how sometimes we take the attitude of, of Monica and see that as real, but the anxiety of, of Brandy, and we don't see that as real like and so mm -hmm. I think one thing we got to talk about how even our nervousness our guardedness might look different so one person might snap be able to come off and tell you exactly why they ain't doing something and it come mm -hmm. off as real and another mm -hmm. person has to laugh their way out of it right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so I so, think I think that's a really good point and I just want to be clear because I think that our culture especially I feel like black women, women that I know have interacted with really relate to what you just said. Mm -hmm. What I was saying is that personality wise, not just in that moment, um, not just in that moment of verses, but personality wise, even mm -hmm. though they both have good music, I'm team Monica because I like her authenticity. Okay. I like that realness. And what you're talking about is that somebody quick to, to snap and tell you exactly and keep it 100. And we perceive yeah. that more as real than somebody who might be a little bit more, so, have a softer approach or anxious yeah. about it. Mm -hmm. And um, I can identify with both of those personalities. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I, just in general, for me, I like Monica's swag. Well, the, yeah. And I, I mean, you see, I came into Monica. So when it comes to the... <laughs> 
the music and the effort that she put out in terms of what we know now was about Brandy not being able to. But mm-hmm. at the time, it just came down to she just made it more relatable. And if you think about their age, they literally, you grew up with them, right? So when it comes down to it, her music was right on time at the, the, at the age I was doing the same things, right? You know, like, so. Well, and you know, so not just the anxiety, but the self-critique that Brandy was doing. She was being very real. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I don't want to mis- misstate what I was saying. She was being real because she was doing stuff that, like, you know, I'm sitting there going, oh, Brandy, don't tell us that. Keep that to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like, she was cringing at her voice at one point, And you uh-huh. saying their age is what made me think of it. At one and point. I also feel like, like very, and again, and I think we're going to come back to it because we're going to wrap up, y'all. We, we are. <laughs> like, but mm-hmm. again, I think that also comes down to why not share it? Because mm-hmm. you're sharing it could impact someone else's change. Yes. And so as nervous as she was, and as what I consider was, it felt like anxiety just was filling her. Because it just felt like, all right, well, I got to be guarded too, because she's so guarded. I thought we were doing this. You know what I mean? Like, well, you're so, right, Sharia, because even in the beginning, her voice was actually shaking. She yeah. was that nervous. In the beginning, her voice was shaking. Yeah. And so I would say, in some sense, I don't know, like, in some sense, I feel like there has, there has to be a discussion around why don't we share things that could help not just ourselves, but others, but mm-hmm. also why do we have to share? Because I do think there's some level of privacy, and I think all of us have it, that some stuff isn't the, the world's business, but mm-hmm. some stuff will help change the world, you know? Mm. So. Okay. Uh, so again... Well, oh, Kamala Harris was there. She opened oh, up. Oh, yeah, we forgot to talk about that, right? Yeah, <laughs> okay. like, just, just wanted to put that out there for the record. Like, this was big, big. Yeah. Um, I think Michelle Obama may have been in the... The chat or something. And she was chatting too. (laughs) (laughs) So, I I mean. It definitely was huge. And I think as simple as just a moment of solidarity mm -hmm. and a moment to, I think, breathe. So I was going to do, if if you didn't show up today, I was going to do a discussion on trauma and just racial trauma in general. But. Oh, wow. The reality is that sometimes those breaks are so important and those mo- and, and this constant in this constant world of hurt that we're experiencing mm-hmm. actively, there has to be moments of joy. And I really felt last night was just that. So regardless yes. of what team you came on, and so my in my groups of infinity groups that I've been working with all mm-hmm. all month, and infinity groups are groups that are like black only or black only staff and that kind of stuff. Um, one of the things that we talk about every session is justice and joy. And I think that's important for us to remember that as we navigate our search for justice in a country that has fought us forever to not have it, we have to make sure that we are intentional about joy because many of our ancestors did not have the opportunity or the option. And one of the things that that did was it took many of their lives early. And so I just hope that even if we didn't know it, that moment last night was just even a moment of joy for us as a culture to really sit still, enjoy, 
and give our minds and our bodies a break from all the trauma. So. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. I was actually working on something and I said, I'm not, I'm not going to watch it. I need to finish this. They do a <laughs> business. Let me handle mine, you know? Yeah, and yeah. I just couldn't. It was like, this is epic. This is really yeah. epic. Let me just be a part of this. So it's so good to hear you say that because life is demanding. <laughs> just life. And so being able to take time for joy is is really good to hear you say that and we need to affirm that and everybody make sure you take some time for joy and i just thank monica and brandy and timberland and swiss beats and all those people who got together and put it together to, yes. to share that for the culture and for our, our hearts because we needed it and i thank them for being open to our critique because they knew they was going to get it. <laughs> I'm sure they did. Yes. On that we note, love you guys. Yes, we have kept you and I'm glad you guys stuck around. We will see you next week. You guys be well. <laughs>